Being a first-time parent can be an amazing gift, but imagine how scary it would be if your midwife was so physically and mentally drained, along with barely any pay, helping you give birth. You would be worried sick. Unfortunately, this is the reality for many Kiwi midwives. Kia ora. My name is Jade Clinch, and today on the Midwives Media, what is going on in the depths of the midwifery world in New Zealand? Ever since I can remember, I've always wanted to be a midwife. Childbirth and the way that women work in the context of growing life and providing it to children fascinates me. But unfortunately, the midwifery sector in New Zealand is not the best and currently holds many issues that the government are refusing to look at and fix. A recent petition, Back Midwives, was presented to Parliament by the New Zealand College of Midwives. It raised the issue of the lack of support midwives receive around their working conditions and pay. This was something that had already caught my attention as an aspiring midwife, because it is vitally important that we have amazing midwives who can provide quality care to ease the worries of every new parent out there. The less worry there is, the better, right? Firstly, I think it is important to look at the issues that are associated with the pay that midwives receive. The amount of work amongst midwives does not reflect what they are paid. As contractors to the Ministry of Health, Self-employed midwives pay all of their own expenses. This includes clinic rent, fuel, phone bills, equipment, ACC cover, insurance and accountancy fees. And this is all before deducting income tax for a job which requires them to be on call 24-7 throughout the year. They are not entitled to holiday pay, long service leave, sick leave or bereavement leave. Plus that, there's also the endless paperwork and admin for referrals and tests. Everything I have just listed is an issue within itself. But then we think about all the time that they spend out on the job. Midwives have reported spending 30-hour time stretches with no sleep and no handovers to other staff in one single birth. Even for just 30 hours, they are paid the same standard fee of $1,168. This does not account for things such as caesarean sections and many other complications that could go wrong during the birth. Plus, if they are too tired to continue, they will have to split the standard fee with the reliever or pay from their own pockets to cover this. A quote that really encapsulates just how serious this issue is comes from the Stuff article, Safety Fears Plague Community Midwives, Working Up to 34 Hours at a Stretch. Taxi drivers and truck drivers are not allowed to work those hours because they would be unsafe on the road. But a midwife can stay awake for 30 hours? What position does that put mum and baby in? I think this sort of stuff really shows that we should be caring about this because these issues with the conditions of the job affect how well the midwife performs and are able to provide services that genuinely look after and give the baby and family the best chance from birth and beyond. Secondly, what is so dangerous about these conditions? Well, besides the obvious, we can look at more evidence that says that midwives can even surpass 36 hours of work and often will not be offered relief for the chance to go home and rest. These working conditions have been said to lead to ill health, absenteeism and other problems within the sector. Although the government has said countless times that they want to fix these conditions and help our midwives, 
the evidence outweighs the promises and shows us that, unfortunately, there has been no proper intervention from the government in the working condition problem. As a final point, the petition outline itself said that, unfortunately, because lead maternity carers are on call 24-7, they are not given adequate breaks, rest from the job, and even do not receive the luxuries other employees get. Besides this, in order to generate enough income to live on, midwives have to take on more clients and, unless working part-time, work over the standard 40 hours a week. This includes nights out of bed and long working hours as many births can last over a few days. Even if you have worked long hours and then head home to sleep, you may in fact get called out again. As the public who have access to these amazing services, it is important that we notice and generate conversations to further ensure that our midwives are being seen and heard. This leads me on to my third and final point. What can the public do to help midwives? Midwives want the public to speak up and engage in the protests and rallies that take place to show just how much of an issue this is. Not just for midwives, but for the mothers and families that use these amazing services. It is just as important that the public knows that their midwives are adequately trained and looked after to ensure the best care. A massive nationwide rally happened in 2018, live videoed on Facebook by Dear David, Aotearoa Needs Midwives, which showed midwives and the public rallying outside of the Wellington Parliament buildings with signs and voices demanding action. It shows how strong people in numbers can be when they really want something, and it is also addressing a big issue that was demanded to be seen. This rally also took place in other parts of New Zealand around different parliament buildings in a wider attempt to get more attention. Another example of how the public could help was the petition. This was created by the New Zealand College of Midwives, as said before. The petition asked the public to sign it and send their local members of parliament postcards and messages to encourage midwives being seen by the government so that they could begin to make a change towards their working conditions. This petition gained a lot of media attention, which resulted in 257,111 people signing. This was a big win in the fight for their rights as healthcare workers. It is unbelievably clear that midwife struggles are not being seen, so the more that the public and midwives take steps together to be seen, the quicker the government could possibly resolve the issue at hand to make a better future for midwifery practice in New Zealand. To close this deep dive into the working conditions and pay issues within the midwifery sector in New Zealand, I would just like to point out that in such a progressive world where things are rapidly changing, it is appalling that the government will not take effective action to tackle the issues they clearly know happen in Aotearoa's midwifery world. Midwives not being adequately rested, paid and looked after makes it hard for families to get the best start in life. The government may feel like they have done enough for midwives, but they have not. Why will the government not help those who help to deliver and care for our future generations who will become the nation's future?